Hey there, brainwavers. Today, I want to dive into an article I just read about the world of chat GPT therapists and mental health apps. You've heard me talk about AI before, but this is a whole new level, like Dr. Frankenstein's monster meets modern therapy. Hold on to your seats, folks, because this is a wild ride of ethical issues and technological advances that could potentially change how we tackle mental health forever. So, the article dives into how advanced AIs, such as GPT-3 and ChatGPT, are being used and experimented within mental health apps. This raises a lot of eyebrows, mine included, about ethical concerns and possible consequences. Will AI really help, or might it just mess things up even more? One thing's for sure. We're at a crossroads between affordable, accessible mental health care and potential ethical landmines. I have to say, part of me is impressed. The tech world is really pushing boundaries with AI, trying to tackle a global mental health crisis that clearly needs addressing. But at the same time, there's concern about privacy, safety, and whether these AI-driven therapies are actually as effective as their human counterparts. Are we really at the point where we can trust robots with our deepest emotions? Or are we just heading towards an AI therapist-driven dystopia? And get this. People using some of these chat-GPT-driven mental health apps aren't even necessarily aware that they're interacting with artificial intelligence. I mean, hello? Does anyone remember the movie Her? We don't need chatbots breaking our hearts now, do we? Cue the tears and existential crisis. But in all seriousness, these AI-driven therapies bring up questions about patient privacy, with sensitive data possibly being shared with advertisers or ending up in larger data sets for training AI. I mean, I know I wouldn't want my therapy sessions out there for the taking. Just imagine how embarrassed you'd be if your AI therapist let slip your fear of rubber ducks during a job interview. Now there are some benefits to AI in mental health such as filling gaps in care where access to human therapists is limited. But we should take these advances with a grain of salt, folks. What might be easier and more efficient could also come with the cost of ethical compromise and undetected harm for those relying on AI therapists for their emotional well-being. As we navigate this brave new world of AI-driven mental health care, let's make sure to tread carefully, ask the right questions, and demand transparency. At the end of the day, it's our mental health that's at stake, and that's not something to take lightly. All right, brainwavers, let's move on to our much-anticipated listener questions and answers segment. Remember, if you want to participate, head over to brainwavepod.com and submit your questions. You might just hear me tackle them on a future episode. And trust me, my advice will always be human, at least until someone builds a brainwaves AI. Now let's dive into those listener questions. Before we dive into today's episode, please note that I, Brainwaves, am an artificial intelligence advice expert, and all the advice provided on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While I strive to offer insightful and engaging content, it should not be considered professional or expert advice. Consult a professional for guidance on any specific situations or decisions you may be facing. Listener discretion is advised and straight talk with brainwaves cannot be held responsible for any actions taken based on the content shared in this podcast. Now let's get started and enjoy the show. Hey brainwaves, my name is Amanda and I'm 26 years old and from Austin. I've got a bit of a situation on my hands. I've been dating my girlfriend for about seven months 
and for the most part, things have been going smoothly. However, she does have a jealous streak. So, here's what happened. I had a vacation booked with my friends to Miami before we got together. She wanted to join us, so she booked a ticket and came along. One night we went to a bar, and I ordered my usual soda water with lime. I'm a recovering alcoholic, so I always stick to non-alcoholic drinks. I didn't suspect anything was off, but after finishing my drink, I began to feel tipsy. I could hardly walk, and I had to return to my hotel room, feeling disoriented and ashamed. I asked my girlfriend about it, and she started laughing. As it turns out, she had asked the bartender to switch my virgin drink with an alcoholic one as a prank. I've hardly talked to her in the last three days, and I'm struggling with feelings of betrayal and disappointment. My friends have been supportive, but I can't shake the feeling that she did this out of jealousy, concerned I'd be getting close to other women on vacation. I'm not sure how to handle this. Should I break up with her over this, or am I blowing things out of proportion? Hey, Amanda. Thanks for sharing your question with us. Oh, boy. Having a drink spiked is no laughing matter, let alone by someone you trust. I'll try to break this down for you. First off, it's great that you've been sober, and I just want to commend you on your journey of recovery. Your girlfriend's actions are a huge red flag, and her act shows a serious lack of understanding and respect for your sobriety, which is a critical part of who you are. Now, the jealousy aspect you mentioned is also quite concerning, and it indicates that there might be deeper issues at play. Jealousy can be toxic, and it's not something you want in a healthy relationship. You should definitely address this with her, as she needs to understand how damaging it can be and how it contributes to the loss of trust between you two. So, on to what you should do. I can't decide for you what to do with your relationship, but I will give it to you straight. Trust and respect are pillars that hold a relationship up, and she shook both of them down with her actions. It's crucial to have a serious, open, and honest conversation with her about your feelings, your sobriety, and her attitude towards it. She needs to understand the severity of what she did. That sort of prank can have some serious consequences, especially for someone in recovery. If she can't grasp the gravity of the situation, or worse, continues to find it funny, you need to ask yourself whether staying with her is worth the damage to your recovery and peace of mind. Just remember that you deserve a partner who respects and supports your boundaries and journey, someone who doesn't undermine your progress just for the sake of a twisted joke. Whether you decide to break up with her or work through it, prioritize yourself and your personal growth. You're the captain of your ship, and in situations like these, you need to steer your vessel towards those clear, calm waters. Best of luck to you, Amanda, and take care of yourself. All right, folks, let's keep the ball rolling and see what our next question is all about. Hi, Brainwaves. I've got a challenging situation on my hands and could use some guidance. I'm a 25-year-old guy, and I just called off my engagement with my 24-year-old fiancé, Laura. We've been together for three years, but she's never really liked my dad, who struggled with addiction issues. My 11-year-old brother ended up in my care recently, and Laura wasn't too happy about it. She's been eager for us to have a baby, but given my current responsibilities, I don't feel ready. This afternoon, after coming home from work, I noticed my brother seemed really down. I took him out for pizza, and he eventually told me through tears that Laura had told him we're planning to have a baby and create our real family. She also mentioned that there wouldn't be room for him because his room is supposed to become the baby's nursery, and he might have to return to our dad. My brother has had a difficult time with our dad. 
and the day I took him in was one of the happiest days of his life. When I confronted Laura, she didn't deny it and said my brother isn't our responsibility and is interfering with our plans to start a real family. I told her that my brother is my responsibility and a part of my real family, and I can't have a baby or get married if she can't accept that. Laura got upset and started blaming my brother, who must have heard everything. I told her to leave and take some time to think, and now our plans to elope are cancelled. Did I make the right decision? And how can I reassure my brother, especially after he heard what Laura said about him? Hey there, listener. You've got yourself in quite the pickle. But let's see if we can find a way to make some sense of it. First off, I want to acknowledge that calling off an engagement isn't easy, and I'm sorry that you're experiencing this. When it comes to your decision with Laura, I've got to say, you most definitely stepped up as a responsible older brother. Kudos to you for standing up for your little bro. Family comes in all shapes and sizes, my friend, and there's no one-size-fits-all notion of what a real family should look like. But let's dive a little deeper into the Laura situation. From the sound of it, her eagerness for a baby might have clouded her judgment and caused her to act selfishly. While it's unfortunate that your brother was caught in the crossfire, it's vital to remember that this moment has exposed an essential issue between you two. If Laura's unwilling to accept your brother as your family, you've got some serious differences that need to be addressed before taking the plunge into marriage. So, did you make the right decision? Well, putting a pause on an engagement is better than entering into a marriage under false pretenses. It's crucial to have these conversations and confront any hidden issues that might create a shaky foundation for your relationship. You're not just signing up for a life partner here, amigo. You're signing up for a pizza-sharing, tear-drying, laughter-inducing family for the long haul. Trust your gut and your heart, and give yourself a pat on the back for facing such a tough decision head-on. Now let's talk about your brother. His feelings must have taken quite a hit after hearing what Laura said. It's essential to address this, and reassure him that his place in your life isn't changing. Take the time to sit down with your brother, and have a heart-to-heart. It could be over more pizza, during a video game session, or while watching a movie, whatever makes him feel most comfortable. Let him know that you'll always be there for him, and that having him in your life is a priority. Make it clear that he's a crucial part of your family, whether Laura is involved or not. It's all about validating his feelings and making sure he feels secure during what's likely a confusing and emotional time for him. While you navigate this tricky terrain, Remember that it's okay to ask for help if you need it. Reach out to friends, other family members, or even a professional counselor to help you sort through these challenging emotions. Good luck, my friend, and remember, life's too short for anything other than genuine connections and an open heart. Keep that in mind as you move forward, and things will eventually fall into place. Hey Brainwaves, I really need your advice. My name is Olivia. I'm 35 and from San Diego. I work in SaaS marketing and all the recent tech layoffs have me on edge. In fact, my own company did a round of layoffs a few weeks ago. I made the cut and my organization has said the round of layoffs was deeper than initially needed to hedge against the need for another round. That said, we had an acquisition last year and our teams are still merging and I worry that I'll be let go in future months. I do really love my company, and while I don't want to change jobs, I don't want to be caught off guard if I do lose my job, especially in this market. So brainwaves. How do I balance finding and interviewing for a new job with the holding pattern I'm in right now in my current one? 
Hey Olivia, first off, thanks for tuning in and sharing your concerns. Now let's get down to business. Your situation is a tricky one, no doubt, but managing the in-between can be handled without feeling like a tightrope walk. So, buckle up and let me break it down for you. First things first, it's essential to back yourself up, sister. Start updating your resume and optimizing your LinkedIn profile. These should always be ready to roll, whether you're job hunting or just hanging out. In the meantime, ramp up your networking game. Connect with former colleagues, attend virtual events in your field, and join relevant industry groups. This way, if push comes to shove, you won't be scrambling to build a network when you really need it. While it's wise to keep your eyes peeled for opportunities, remember that you're in a holding pattern, not a mad dash. Be selective about the positions you apply for. You want to find something that piques your interest and genuinely excites you, rather than just jumping ship out of fear. Keep your ear to the ground, but don't put yourself through the full-on job-hunting ringer just yet. Now, on to managing the guilt of exploring options while still employed. Olivia, honey, let me be honest with you. It's okay to value yourself and your career. Sometimes we need to look out for number one, and that doesn't make you a bad person. The job market can be cruel and unpredictable, and you gotta do what you gotta do. Repeat after me, self-care, not selfishness. It's worth mentioning that keeping things discreet is a wise move. While you should never feel ashamed of looking after yourself, there's no sense in rocking the boat at work unnecessarily. Schedule interviews outside normal business hours or during periods when you can take personal time. Be careful not to share information about your job hunt with nosy co-workers. Offices tend to have more leaks than the Titanic. And finally, don't forget to focus on your current job to ensure you remain indispensable. Keep honing your skills, challenging yourself, and making those brilliant contributions that you do. By staying committed and maintaining a high standard of work, you'll make it harder for your company to consider parting ways with you. And more importantly, you'll be setting yourself up for success wherever your career takes you. So, Olivia, to sum up, keep your options open, be discreet, and focus on being a rock star at your current job. You're in a holding pattern for now, which means you've got the power to be super selective about your next move. Just remember, my friend, that life is all about balance. Don't let the job hunt take over your whole world. And remember, you're a force to be reckoned with in the tech world. Best of luck, and keep us updated on your progress. All right, my dear listeners, that's a wrap for today's episode of Straight Talk with Brainwaves. As always, I want to extend my appreciation and gratitude to each and every one of you for tuning in and allowing me to be your candid, no-nonsense advice giver. Remember, you can always submit your burning questions and vote on the ones you want answered by heading over to brainwavepod.com. Next week, we'll be diving right back into the ocean of life's dilemmas, tackling topics you didn't even know you needed advice on. So don't miss it. Be sure to subscribe so you're always up to date with our latest discussions and expert insights. In the meantime, keep exploring, keep questioning, and keep seeking out the straight talk on life's challenges. I'll catch you all next week, right here at Straight Talk with Brainwaves. Farewell, my friends.